1: Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains to the greatest nation on the face of the planet, the greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is uh, America. I want to thank each and every one of you for coming along with us today as we build the bridge to conversation right here on the C.L. Bryant Show. It is, you know, I wasn't, I really wasn't planning to, to, um, to be here today, but um, hey, plane uh, uh flight got canceled and what you gonna do and uh i, I don't know when the uh when the planes cancel when you can't when you can't go when you can't go anywhere <laughs> you can't go anywhere and so uh, my good friends up there in west virginia I'll have to see another time. Although looks like I got something else on the schedule uh, this morning from out in Arizona. Be headed out there uh, perhaps next week. Uh, And I don't think uh, we're going to see much snow in Phoenix. Although I guess we could. I guess we could. I would have never thought we'd see this kind of thing here in. There has been, of course, there's been snow in Shreveport, Louisiana, uh, where I am right now. Uh, But. Not like this. And then there is something else coming in behind it tonight that may take out our power. Um, So I'm all prepared for that, but just the same. Um, I just never thought it would happen. But here we are trucking along on the uh, C.L. Bryan show. Pretty soon I have some things that I want to talk to you about As far as any of you out there, any of you out there who want to make some extra money, uh, we're certainly going to talk to you about how to do that uh, right here on the show. And uh, in these troubled times, in these perilous times that we are all experiencing, regardless of who you are, where you are in this country, in these perilous times, you had better have uh, some type of outlet uh, that you can look to in order to sustain yourself, if things go real bad, and one of the things uh, to do that will be a, a new form of um, doing business. Yeah, we'll talk about it. I'll talk to you about it uh, as time goes along, and as uh, things beginning to begin to blossom. I'll tell you all about it. Be sure to go to uh, the website, VCL Bryant Show, or the FreedomWorks website. uh, Or go to our FreedomWorks Facebook Facebook page and look at our videos that are there. All of mine are there. And uh, I think we've made something like 60 of them these days. Uh, Real talks—they're uh, all. Most of them are cataloged there, and there are some very interesting things. You want to look at our Freedom Works, Freedom Works uh, Facebook, and go to the videos. Uh, download free the C.L. Bryan Show app on your favorite device, and come along with us daily as we, of course, build the conver- the, the bridge to conversation. Hey. Um, I was looking at, and Michelle, Michelle's coming up, Michelle's going to come up um, at the top of the next hour. Michelle's my uh, right hand, has been with me since the very beginning. She's my executive producer, and she's going to be on with me at the top of the hour, her flight to PBI. She was headed down to Palm Beach, uh, but it is canceled too out of Shreveport. do not look like anything's moving or shaking out of Shreveport today and so uh, tomorrow for me as far as my engagement was concerned was too late and so here we go I was looking at this article uh, that says the NAACP is wanting to sue Democrat uh, Benny Thompson uh, is wanting to sue the president and Rudolph Giuliani claiming they conspired to incite last month's riot at the Capitol, at the U.S. Capitol, right? Uh, Working according to Thompson, Benny G, Benny G. Thompson. According to Benny G., uh, the president along with Giuliani, Italian Catholic American, Uh, was working with the far-right Proud Boys and the Oath Keepers, and they acted in concert to incite and then carry out the Capitol Hill insurrection, according to the complaint that has been filed now by Benny G. Thompson, Democrat of Mississippi, for a southern boy, uh, Benny G, you sure talk stupid. And you didn't talk at all about suing anybody who burned down the black-owned business of my friend up in Kenosha. Now, I tweeted that out a little bit earlier. I want to know who does he sue? Who who does he sue who burned down his livelihood the place that he depended on to feed his family i can tell you this folks it was not burned down by the clan or white supremacist do you know who burned his place down it's people who look like him they were black they were black like him that's who burned his place down who does he sue I thought we were past this frivolous lawsuit stuff and 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 Benny here has a lawsuit filed in district court in Washington uh he filed it uh today on behalf of Thompson and other members of Congress including Democrat uh, Bonnie Watson uh, Coleman and of New Jersey and Hank Johnson of Georgia Uh, who plan to join the litigation in the coming weeks, according to uh, news release sources um, announcing the suit. The NAACP is not a plaintiff, although the NAACP is, in fact, um, it was brought by their attorneys so they could get it done free. Yeah, I didn't have any money to go through anything so frivolous, and the NAACP needs the ink. Yeah, they need the they need the press coverage. And that's all this is. This is just press. And it will go nowhere. It's a waste of time and money. And the NAACP winds up paying the court cost. Because this is frivolous. There is no way in this world. And then again, I I I, I don't I won't say that. I won't say that. There wasn't any way in the former world. Before we cross the line into Looney Tunes, you know, where Daffy and Pluto and all of them are. Are they Looney Tunes? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Bugs, you know, yeah, what's up? What's, What's up, Doc? I mean, what's up with this? In the former world that we lived in, Uh, this may have not ever been something that could have been taken legitimately And, and there certainly wasn't any chance of anyone actually having to pay out money If, in fact, uh, you know, you violated this, what they're citing is the Ku Klux Klan Act of 1817. What they're claiming is that Donald John Trump and Giuliani made false claims that the election was was stolen and uh, fomented a raid that interfered with Congress's constitutional duties. That's their claim. Uh, while the majority of Republicans in the Senate uh, abdicated their responsibilities to hold the president accountable, we must hold him accountable for the insurrection that he so blatantly planned. That's Thompson's lawsuit says. Now, keep in mind that uh, <laughs> this is a split country. The lawsuit offers a new avenue for Democrats to hold Trump accountable for his role in the Capitol riot after Senate acquitted him of incitement of insurrection. At the end of this impeachment trial uh, this weekend, the suit seeks unspecified damages. Now, that's exactly what I wanted to know. What kind of damages, what type of what are they trying to recover? Uh, Their sanity is gone. So that's gone. And they're just about to uh, make us lose our minds up in here, (laughs) up in here. Yeah. And so. This this Ku Klux Klan thing, it, it, it wasn't the Klan that burned down my friend's business in Kenosha, Wisconsin. It wasn't white supremacist. He saw them and he was not beyond appalled, but he was beyond appalled to realize that these were black people, black young men who were setting fire. To his business you may say well CL nobody died in that uh, well yeah they, there are a lot of people that died in these burning downs of business yeah there, there are a lot of things that died Not maybe not physically loss of life but there were things killed that cannot be recovered nothing is as precious as the loss of a life don't get me wrong but there were lives lost And who knows, directly, indirectly, who may have committed suicide behind this? I don't know. How come you're not suing Joe Biden and the teachers unions for the children who are suicidal in this day and time? And how come you're not suing, uh, how come parents are not suing uh, this administration because... Their children, many of them are clinically depressed. How come so many clinically depressed people who are out of work, especially those who might be headed toward clinical depression because they just lost the Keystone Pipeline job? How many who do, who do they who do they go sue? Talk about insurrection. Joe Biden did, in fact, carry out an insurrection against oil and gas now uh, Tucker said something that was really good last night uh, I just caught a clip of it a, a little bit of it he said being in an oil and gas shortage an in, being in an energy shortage in the state of Texas is like being in a grocery store hungry saying there you have no food saying there is no food And that's the way it is in Louisiana, too. Uh, Most people don't realize this, but Louisiana produces as much gas, natural gas, particularly. Maybe not quite as much oil, but we, we produce just as much natural gas as anyone in the country. Oil and gas is our life's blood here in Louisiana. But yet. We see ourselves in this energy rich area. Hearing people talking about a shortage of energy, how is that possible? Well, friends, it's not, and you should not take that on face value. We have plenty of energy, and all of the the uh, uh, solar panels right now. If you have a, if you're in Shreveport, Louisiana even though today, right now, the sun is out, uh, although it's only 15 degrees, the sun is out. But if you have a solar panel, it is covered with snow and ice. And it's going to get covered even more so with snow and ice. And anyone in Texas who is totally reliant upon solar heating For the last two or three days, unless they have a generator or gas stove or gas furnace or ovens or whatever, you are cold. And that's the truth. (laughs) Unless you have a wood-burning fireplace, a gas fireplace, gas oven stove i just imagine that you are cold and according to mr weather you're about to get colder because the sun in a couple of hours is gonna go away and in fact over in dallas it may have already gone away because it's coming over coming through you again and it's going to go away here in Shreveport. So if you have solar panels, if you have solar heating on your house right now, if you're going green, if you have gone green, tot- your house is totally energy uh, efficient, uh, green. Your house is totally green, which means that you're not burning any wood either. Because most green people don't burn, don't, don't smoke up the atmosphere with wood burning. They don't do that. So what it also means is that you are cold. And so I think that there's a whole lot of things that um, all of us are going to have to rethink. Well, yeah, sure, let's do both. But let's do what we do best right now. And that is let us use our fossil fuels to run our cars and heat our houses as we have been doing for over, for nearly 150 years. Yeah, coal oil, kerosene, was that Rockefeller took us out of the dark ages. It lit up the world. Oh, yeah, it was a pollutant, but we figured out a way to clean that. In fact, America has cleaner air than just about anybody else who is revolutionized and industrialized like we are. We have the cleanest air anywhere. But yet you have your tree huggers, and I'm a tree hugger. I love nature. Can't help it. Love it. But it's for me. It's for me to use and not for it to use me. The Sabbath is made for man, right? Not man for the Sabbath, right? Huh? The day, the the world, the dominion that we're given is given to us for our use. We shouldn't abuse it, shouldn't destroy it, shouldn't kill it. But it's for us. We're not made for it. And if we create a situation that we know is harming our habitat, then we should do what we always do. We should take care of it. We should not let that destroy us, Let, let our own... Um, lifestyles destroy us and we have every time we made a spill we clean we found a way to clean the spill up every time oil is spilled we found a way to clean it up but you know uh, there's plenty of oil already in the ocean in fact there's oil that seep, seeps out of the ocean floor all the time so there's already oil spill in the in the ocean all the time More of the C.L. Bryant Show will return. Michelle's my executive producer. My strong right arm will be with me at the top of the hour. Don't any of you go anywhere and don't any of you, please don't buy into this Ku Klux Klan Trump involved with the Ku Klux Klan and white supremacists, uh, this lawsuit that's being launched. So frivolous, but we'll see where it goes. And in these days and times, who knows? It just may, it just may. Go all the way. The job may have to pay.
2: High. our hearts
1: are cl die with you on uh, this fabulous day it's a beautiful winter wonderland out there uh, outside um there as i look out over it it's just absolutely gorgeous almost uh, unspoiled looks like a couple of the uh working from home uh, i have a studio upstairs and uh, working from home looks like not many of the neighbors have been out. Uh, doesn't look like uh, the street has been solid uh, much at all. There's a cup. There's a track or two. Uh, walking looks like people are out walking around. Kids are out throwing snowballs as I can see in the distance. There, uh, it's a winter wonderland here in Shreveport, Louisiana. Uh, We've only said that jokingly in times past, when we got uh, a half inch of snow or something. But there is three inches on the ground, and about three inches more coming later tonight and into um, tomorrow morning, and uh, into Wednesday morning, and continuing, I think, um, until Thursday morning. That uh, that's a lot of snow for us the city's already paralyzed and uh, but hey what's going to do i i can't wait to to get to florida and uh meet new people and uh do new things and live a whole different life whole new life uh down there in florida and so i don't think i mean i guess it could man this global warming thing uh, and this climate change and you know what They actually may make a believer (laughs) if it snows on Hutchinson Island the way it just snowed here in uh, Shreveport, Louisiana. If if this type of weather, if it ever snows in Hutchinson Island, like it has snowed here and, and is going to snow in Shreveport, Louisiana, where I'm moving to Hutchinson Island, Florida. I am going to personally write Al Gore a uh, apology uh, letter <laughs> and tell him, "Hey Al, I, th- I think you you may be you may have been onto something." Although I, I'll never buy the fact that you invented the internet, I'll never buy it. But you may be onto something with this climate change and uh, thing. But you you kind of crapped out with that global warming. I'm just waiting uh, when I, I'm going to mark the day when I move there and uh, can't wait till next winter because they are saying that this type of weather pattern is something that we can expect to happen further and deeper into the south. As the years go by and they're beginning to tout it as a part of what they call climate change. Well, if it still snows in the winter, even if it, it it's Hutchinson Island, Florida, if it still if it still snows in the winter. And now, and now I could see what you're saying. Climate change, if it came this type of thing in, uh, oh, May or June around here in Shreveport or even Hutchinson Island, I, I, uh, I, I would be um, very. You know, I I'd have to call Al. I'd have to I'm mean, have to text or, or, or not I don't have his I I don't have his number. But I'd have to write him a letter or find some way. Michelle had to find some way to, to get me to uh, to him to uh apologize because he might be on something if this happens next winter down in Florida when I'll be there. If I if I'm hey, good Lord willing, yeah, I'll be right here with you on radio. But uh Uh, wouldn't that be something? If Al Gore turned out to be right and we start getting snows in May or June in Florida, I would write the apology letter for sure. I would do it. But I don't think so, Al. Uh, Scripture tells us that as long as the earth remains, seed time, harvest time, cold, heat, winter, and summer, it's going to stay like it is. It'll come and go. You can call it what you want, but it's going to come and go. I think that's around the, uh, that's in Genesis. I think I can't remember. I think it's the eighth chapter, somewhere in the eighth chapter of Genesis. I believe that's right. Hey, okay, so Michelle's coming up at the top of the hour, and we're going to talk about that, but there's so much going on. And if you want to see the epitome of a man who has uh, run out of rope, Just take a look at uh, Andrew Cuomo, governor of New York, no longer the honorable. No. I don't know, and of course I know that you've heard about it, but let me talk about it. Let me put my CL spin on this. You were looking at a man who is the uh, if you look up the word narcissistic you know you look in the mirror and narc and uh in in a narcissist at themselves in a the mirror and that's narcissus looked at himself in the water reflection of himself in the water and he fell in love fell in love with himself That's uh, good to love you. It's it's good to love you. There's no question about it. Uh, But not to the point where everything is about you. You see. Oh yeah, I want you. You should. You should love you. Uh, I love me some Cleon. I love CL. I I, I love Cleon. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, you should love whoever you are. But a narcissist allows the love of themselves to actually cripple any other relationship that they have because they can't possibly give of themselves. Can't possibly do it. And that's what you're seeing in Andrew, Andrew, Andrew Cuomo they can't he can't give any empathy he can't give any of that because he's narcissistic it's all about him the book was all about him the book was all about how he was giving the instructions the life lessons on how to handle a pandemic when he knew what he had done but you know what he didn't acknowledge it to himself. He couldn't. Why? He's a narcissist. Narcissists can't admit to themselves that they messed up. They can't. They can't admit to themselves. They did it. And, and um, when you look at a man who blames God, he blames the workers coming into their job. He blames, you know, Trump, of course. And his brother, better be, uh, Chris, had better be careful. Andrew's the type of narcissist. Of course, Chris would understand it totally because he's the same type of narcissist. Hey, Chris better be careful because, you know, Andrew will throw him under the bus. You, a narcissist will do that. They will throw you under the bus. Andrew Cuomo has thrown everybody, including God, under the bus for what he did. Sad state of affairs uh, when you have people like uh, Robert De Niro and Rosie Perez. What that guilty? Rosie Perez. She was on you remember them. Uh, I don't think Spielberg, was it Spielberg? or Spielberg come on? I don't think Spielberg came on, but you had all of those hitters like that, you know, De Niro, Perez, Samuel L. maybe even been on, I don't know. I'm sure that he supported you. You, you had Bette Midler and Barbara Streisand, you know, those people uh, who came on and everybody, all of Hollywood was just singing the praises of, Hollywood and New York, of course, You yeah, had New York, Broadway uh, crowd, all the acting crowd, most of them live in New York or right outside of New York. Yeah, they all were singing Mario Cuomo's praises. How great leadership he was. In fact, I know that they were trying to measure the drapes for the Oval Office for him. There's no question about it. Even I. Well, I was still in—I uh, was still in Denver when Cuomo was coming on. Uh, in fact, it was—it was, it was um, just a few weeks to go, and uh, we would—I would have seen—we would have seen him just about three weeks to go, and we would have seen him on television for the first time talking about the, the pandemic. In fact, uh, it's amazing how the anniversary of all of that is coming about right now. It's coming about right now. And I think it's coming about just in the right time because it'll be coming about halfway, just about halfway, just about in March. The first quarter of the year is will be entering just about, you know, be gone. And uh, it will be entering into it, which means that everybody is starting to think about the midterm elections, now, obviously, we as Republicans and as conservatives, this last go around, we let one get away from us for whatever reason, stolen, whatever, we call, call it whatever. We knew, we knew that something bad was happening. We tried to uh, have our poll watchers there, but they were thwarted. That was lied about. They keep saying that black people, this is this, 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 the crazy thing, black people like this uh, Thompson from Mississippi, black people have bought into the idea that somehow Joe Biden got 80 million votes, which is 15 million more votes. Than Barack Hussein Obama, and they're out defending this when the very nature of that statement they know can't possibly be true. But a part of this lawsuit that that's coming up here, and and you know Mario Cuomo not Mario, but that's that's the father of uh, Andrew and Chris, but Andrew Cuomo. Would, would jump on this bandwagon with them. And and so if, if, if you have Andrew Cuomo, the NAACP, and people who are wanting to sue the president and Giuliani for inciting an insurrection at the Capitol, then folks... What happens with all of the rest of the stuff that's going on here? Huh? What happens with that? I'm talking about, like like I tweeted out earlier, follow me on Twitter, at RevCL Brian, as I tweeted out earlier. Uh, I have a friend in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Had a good business. Storefront. burned it down and you know what the, the, the strangest thing is when you look back on it and everything uh you don't see those people anymore you don't see you don't hear about those people anymore a lot of them were buzzed in to do that you don't hear about that anymore when you bust somebody in aren't you supporting an insurrection when you when when, when you bust people in and for the sole purpose, you leave pallets of bricks, you leave gasoline there, and 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 you are are, are talking about charging somebody with an insurrection? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? And so the hypocrisy knows no bounds, but you had better wake up. But I'm glad this is happening right now before the midterm elections because Republicans, you've had uh, Democrats, uh, Republicans, conservatives rather, uh, conservatives and Republicans. I'm saying this to you. you. Somehow it got away from you, got away from us. It was, I do believe it was stolen. That's not that's not inaccurate information. The President was absolutely right. Anyone with common sense knows that this was stolen. But do you know why so many black legislators are going along with this story? It's because they were complicit in the theft of this race. They were complicit in the theft of this presidential race. And whatever you have been complicit in, you are going to defend. And that's what they're doing. That's why they're doing it. It's because they were complicit. There's just too much. Too much. Going on and... Too much debt that we're accumulating more and more and more of. Too much debt. We're nearly 30 trillion dollars in debt. And these clowns are suing and impeaching a former president over something that cannot possibly be viable. The impeachment was a waste of your time, and this lawsuit is a waste of breath. And friends, as I said to you just a few minutes ago, just a little bit ago, in these days and times in this topsy-turvy world, I would not be surprised if... Donald John Trump winds up being uh, the loser in that lawsuit, which, friends, I am telling you, him and Giuliani. I am telling you that. But the damages, they're unspecified. They don't even they're not they're even saying what they want, except for the fact that they want to keep up the type of rabble that keeps your eyes off of what your eyes should be on. And that's who is putting, and that is who's putting their hand in your pocket. That is who's knocking out your jobs, keeping your children out of school, even though the science says that it's safe. Hey, friends. You better wake up pronto because right now it does appear with Joe Biden in the White House, we are all on a slow boat to China. I'm C.L. C.L. Bryant Show will return download free the C.L. Bryant Show app onto your favorite device. Follow us wherever you go. Hey, all the shows are there. The ones that I don't mess up. They are there. And for your uh, enjoyment And we certainly do appreciate you Having made our show as popular as it has become If you're traveling through Times Square Look up above Ripley's Believe it or not And the Red State Talk billboard is there And the C.L. Bryant show pops up 24-7
0: You thought I was worth saving So you came and changed my life You thought I was worth So you clean me up inside you thought I
1: was to die for.
2: So you Red state talk radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon echo and echo dot by simply saying Alexa play red state talk radio Red
3: state talk radio
2: on TuneIn.
1: Do the best I can, always in the hand, and
0: for the
1: flag I stand. CL, back with you on this fantastic day in the USA. It's a great day in uh, the USA, and so glad that you are here with me. Coming up at the top of the hour will be Michelle, uh, my... Um, executive producer, she is my Linda. She is, she is, she is like Linda on Hannity to me. Uh, of course, she's not on here every. She's not with me every day. Uh, I talk to, uh, every day, but uh, I talk to her almost every day. Almost. Oh my! Why? Why God? Why? But anyway, um, this is the thing that has to be talked about, and one of the reasons why I want Michelle on. It's because I always appreciate a woman's perspective on things i have always been that way. Uh, I've always liked to see what they think about certain things. And you see the children, you know, I want to ask, I want to ask her because um, she has, you know, raised her three and uh, I want to, I want to look, want her to sort of look back and see what it may have been like, even though I know she homeschooled her kids anyway. But uh, I want it, want her to look back and see what it may have been like, or even give us some perspective on how, you know, you raise children to be, you know, sustainable in these days and times. I want to talk to her about that in lieu of um, what's happening with our young people here today. The science, the science, the science is what everybody was saying that Donald Trump was denying, right? Wasn't it? Weren't they? They were saying that it's Trump who was denying the science. And um, science is telling us that it's okay For uh, kids to go to school. And they're going to school everywhere else. And I told you, I gave you my take on it. They're creating a a class of dependent kids who will take very easily what government is dishing out because they're being conditioned for it, programmed for it, right now. Uh, That clinical depression that many kids are experiencing is exactly where you need a brainwashed mind to be. Clinically depressed. And our children in droves are becoming clinically depressed. One of the reasons why I really think that black folks have been so easily brainwashed by the Democrat Uh, Stuff does, in fact, have to do with uh, the type of things we have been fed since Reconstruction. Not slavery itself, but since Reconstruction, we weren't so depressed. Well, not since Reconstruction, but since, uh, let's say, affirmative action. We have been clinically depressed as, as a group of people, black folks. Sense affirmative action back in the 70s. Nixon's 70s. We weren't depressed in the 60s. We were angry and we were activists and all that type thing. We were hopeful that a better day would come. We were hopeful that a better day would come. But we became clinically depressed after. I'm talking to black folks uh, as, as a group. And we were being fed a line of stuff every few years that actually kept us clinically depressed. You can't do it. You won't do it without, you just can't do it. And you poor thing, you just, that type of thing reinforces a depression. And when you get people not optimistic, not hopeful about their future. It's easier than, and Hitler can tell you this, Mussolini can tell you this, Stalin can tell you this, there's a mass brainwashing that can occur when you have a nation, a, seg- a large segment of a nation that is downhearted down trodden hopeless they're easily controlled and they have your chil- they have many of our children right now in that situation where they are absolutely feeling hopeless Consider the child who's uh, thinking that maybe they will not be going back to school and being with their friends until September of this year. What does that mean for the summer? What does that mean? And so, are the are, are pools going to open again? <laughs> What does it mean? Are skating rinks open? Arcades? What does it mean? I know, let's see, where were we? Where were we? Um, I can't remember where we were. Yeah, I do know. We were in Georgia. We were in Atlanta, Georgia. And we were, well, we were somewhere near Atlanta. And, um, you know, my colleagues, many of them are very young, much younger than me anyway. And, hey, they uh, said to the... The more mature dude. Hey, let's go to an arcade. See, let's go to an arcade. Have some some fun. And it was this arcade that served food. I mean, they had a restaurant, everything in there. They had these really, really neat games and so forth in there. And uh, what was I looking for? I was looking for a pinball machine. Of course, um, back in the day, I was a wizard. Pinball. But everything is so high tech now. Even the basketball shooting is high-tech stuff now. And so the point is this. Everything, my friends, is changing in ways for our children that they don't know what to do with themselves, but there in Georgia at that time, it was open very few people had on a mask but in, in in georgia at that time was still uh a red state at that time it was a red state but the georgia blue movement the turning georgia blue movement and, and i don't know how it was manipulated i don't know where stacy abrams and her cohorts uh, may have gotten those votes that they got so early in the race she 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 had uh nearly a million votes before the race before the the the, the election ever occurred secured she had a whole bunch of votes i don't, know, I don't think it was a million I, don't, I can't remember how many it was i mean re recent, retake that take that back i'm not really sure if it was a million but she uh had those secured before the vote was ever taken. Georgia was red at the time that I was there going to that arcade with my colleagues from Freedom Works, where kids were gathering. What are kids going to do? What are parents going to do who have kids, small kids, You know, I I look back um, on Matthew 24 often. I never really understood what it meant until now. When the scripture says, woe unto a woman who is giving suck in those days. Yeah. Woe to women who have children. In those days. I never really understood why that would be. I guess it would be hard to feed them or whatever if it was such famine and so forth going on. But we're not seeing so much the famine going on. And then a case, and in some cases maybe so, as we're seeing the human tragedy of isolation, that's what's affecting so many of our Americans. And and that is what's plowing the ground for Uh, this brainwashing that uh, evidently is being put in place for our children and you, oh yeah, and, and you too. Don't you dare think that they don't have you in mind. It'll just seep into you. As it has seeped into our culture, It will just seep into you because, as uh, Charles Spurgeon would say, it's not so much that the world has so much influence on the church is that the church has so little influence on the world anymore. That was over a hundred years ago. And the influence that is going on, the influence that the world is having upon all of us, the, the, the world that we live in, even Christian folks is so profound that it has actually changed our whole existence in this country as we watch it happen, there are some of us who push back and who, some of us who are dedicated to pushing back and will continue to push back and will never do anything but push back. There will never be retreat as far as that's concerned. No. You sounded up the trumpet that will never sound retreat. We will never retreat in this battle. But it is a battle that's not for the faint of heart. I was to be in um, North Carolina, uh, and I'm going to talk a little bit about that on the other side of the break. Uh, HB one is uh, one that we must fight. We 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 cannot uh, go along without fighting this HB one bill, it will change uh, campaign finance laws and um, in ways that may not be as beneficial as, as that may sound in a good, in in a way that seems good. Right (laughs) now it'll change things that are very, that will be bad. I'll talk about it toward the end of the show. When I come back, when I come back after the break, Uh, Michelle will be with me, and she and I are going to carry talk about a myriad of things. Uh, It's always a hoot when we get together. So, don't go anywhere. You're listening to the C.L. Bryant Show, coast-to-coast, border-to-border, throughout the fruited plains of uh, America and around the globe, over the largest talk platform, Red State Uh, Talk. If you're traveling through Times Square, look up above Ripley's, believe it or not. And the Red State Talk billboard is there. And the C.L. Bryant show uh, pops up there 24-7 every hour. And the C.L. Bryant, and OCL's face is looking right back at you. I'll be right back.
0: I'm just a on this road.
1: The greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is America. You're listening to the C.L. Bryant Show. I am C.L. Bryant, coast-to-coast, border-to-border, throughout the fruited plains of America and around the globe. Coming to you over Red State. Red State, the talk monster, the largest talk platform in the nation. And uh, every 24 hours a day, right there above Ripley's, believe it or not, Red State, the talk monster, has its billboard there. And um, you can uh, see old CO's face pop up there every hour. And so we certainly uh, want to thank all of you for making the show as popular as it has become. And uh, I want to thank all of you. Uh, for coming along with us as we build a bridge to conversation daily right here on uh, on the CL Brian show, someone who has been helping me do that for what we going on seven years now I'm going on seven years. And I, I, Michelle, I guess that that may mean completion. I don't know, but anyway, (laughs) but, but anyway, um, uh, we, she's been with me so long. And uh, and it, it has seemed more like a, a long, it seems, dog long, years. seems longer. No, it's like dog seems years, longer. so
3: this would be almost 50 years. <laughs> it would be 49 years. That's it seems
1: longer, but, but just the same. <laughs> uh, it, uh, it has been an adventure for us. So thank you so much for joining me here. She's my executive producer, my right arm, actually, folks, uh, and she knows that. Um, thank you so much uh, for being there, you and your husband, Mark, and uh, all of your kids who support me. Uh, just uh, the way you have been for so long. But God bless you and God keep you so much. And uh, Michelle, what's on your mind today? What, what's what's in the forefront of, of your massive brain?
3: You're so funny, my massive brain. Well, it's funny you should mention how we started working together seven years ago because it was the beginning of Senator Bill Cassidy, Louisiana Senator Bill Cassidy's uh, running for senator, and you at the time had a different candidate picked out. We were both Republicans, you and I, but I I had just come off of the Mitt Romney campaign, and you were a Tea Party guy. You actually founded the Tea Party, and we didn't agree. You wanted Rob Manus, and I was all about Dr. Bill Cassidy. Now, seven years later, but I will say the interesting thing that we all need to remember, even though it was seven years ago, and some people can't remember that long view, it's important to remember. How we unseated Mary Landrieu. And for those that don't live in Louisiana, they were uh, the Landrieu family owned New Orleans and corruption in Louisiana politics. And it was impossible to get rid of her. But CL, starting on the air at that time, is very influential in our state. And he was able to get the Republican Party to unite. And even you got Rob Manus in Monroe to sit there with the Duck Dynasty people at a huge event. And endorsed Bill Cassidy. Do you remember that?
1: Oh, yeah, it was a, a great thing that uh, came together. And we, queen Mary, Queen Mary is who she, uh, Michelle is talking about, folks. Mary Landrew uh, was the queen of Louisiana, and she pretty much ran Washington, too. She really did. And Bill Cassidy, you know, Michelle, we dedicated a lot of time. You remember when Rick Santorum came here? Yes, I, was with Bill, yes, with I do with Rick Santorum uh, was here. We all had the Santorum sweaters and all that kind of thing. Uh, And we got
3: into the uh, Cassidy debate with Mary Landrieu, like we were national media people. And I had you out there like with a microphone interviewing.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and and, uh, and, and we were local local media.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Right. Well, they thought we were national. I, I will say two things about it, Dr. Cassidy, but also... That was the beginning of the movement where the Republican Party was joining together that created the Trump syndrome. And Donald Trump is the GOP today, and it's, it's not a kind of a person. It's any pro-business, small government, pro-America, intelligent point of view about our country and passion. And uh, it's interesting because that excitement and energy that was around that campaign and we did the unthinkable by getting Bill Cassidy elected is how we won in 16. I know we won in seven in 2020 just now. We took all these different house races that we weren't supposed to do. We took over other states for the GOP in 2020. It's that same energy that was there, the excitement about we can govern we can join together, and when we govern, these are the principles that we will govern by let me, and I think let me Dr. needs a refresher on that by the way
1: yeah let, well, let me ask you this then, what then happens to senators and congressmen who go to washington d c oh we throw our we throw our weight behind them uh, when uh, we they're here locally, you know campaigning and wanting our vote, and then we send them to Washington, Michelle. What what happened? Because something has happened uh, there in D.C. that is, uh, I don't know, call it seductive, whatever. But these people change. That's not the same Bill Cassidy that was even campaigning with President Trump just a few months ago. I don't Mm -hmm. get it. Talk to me about that. Well,
3: that's a couple different things. That's Senator Cassidy, which our listeners know, we live in Louisiana. We are appalled at his decisions that he made regarding the impeachment trial and our president and the inconsistency of what he said and did. One day he says it's not constitutional, there's no case, and then a week later he's changed his tune and then says, here on local radio, so that's the other thing, in our own hometown, saying on a local radio show right after his little vote that he had to vote his conscience that he's a Christian. Well, we're all Christians, and we don't all agree with his point of view. But I think what happens is what the president was talking about, about the swamp. You know, we have in Louisiana, we have term limits. And we actually owe term limits on the state level to former Senator David uh, David Bitter. David Cassidy, yeah, from the Partridge family. Did you know that David Bitter, SCL when he was a state senator, was the one who instituted um, term limits for Louisiana.
1: As you recall, I was on the Vitter campaign team. I, yeah, I knew David. And you know that you and I would be in Baton Rouge right now if David had been the governor.
3: Oh, I know. And like, he, he was incredible. But he saw the need for term limits. And you have Republicans and Democrats alike. They go, oh, no, you can't do that. I've had freshman congressmen say to me, so, you know, a term for a congressman is only two years. And I'm not talking about the current congressman here, so it's don't even think that. But they said to me, if we had term limits, then the staff would run Washington, D.C. And they think that's the reason not to ask for term limits. Because if you're a freshman and you're new, you don't know the ropes and you're already running for re-election. I'm going to say, then something's wrong with the system. If it requires that. Then maybe we need term limits for the staff as well. You know what, uh, Michelle? That
1: is something that we... Have talked about uh, as well, because having uh, being going up there often and I do know that in order to talk to a congressman, you do go through the staffers. There's no question about that. And this is one thing, folks, that Michelle is alluding to that you should know. The staffers basically tell these newly elected uh, legislators that you send to Washington, D.C., the staffers basically tell them, hey, listen, you need to listen to us because we'll be here long after you're gone. So, That's
3: a famous statement of theirs. Exactly.
1: Exactly. And so they, the, 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 you basically sell out to your staffers. In order to have any type of ha- harmony in your office on Capitol Hill. Michelle, you're right. There's something oh, there's wrong there's so with the system.
3: carrying procedures, and well, procedures. It isn't like that. So, in other words, we want to sell these baskets of apples for $10 So, for my constituents. I'm like... No, 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 you don't understand how it's done here. You have to make deals and say the price is this, and you really do that, and then you end up with $2. And then they buy into that because they think, well, I don't know any better, and this person knows more than me. Right.
1: This old boy from Mississippi, even down there in Louisiana in the swamps. We
3: need to have more influence over our elected officials than the staff. And the lobbyists. Absolutely. And the big money donors.
1: Think about it, Michelle. We send people there to D.C. who come out of the swamps of Louisiana and the bayous of Mississippi and all those kind of places. And they get up there with these. uh, I mean, we talk about city slickers. Girl, let me tell you something. There are city slickers in Washington, D.C., that you and I have never even thought about, uh, you know. And, and when you send an old country boy up there with good intention there, and I'm not saying that Dr. Cassidy's not exposed.
3: Yeah, Dr. Cassidy's definitely not a country saying
1: I'm not saying that, but I am saying that Bill has fallen into the same trap as anyone who would be as naive as a country boy from the swamps. He really well, when
3: Donald Trump, who was a master of business in New York City, no matter what people think of New York City, to be a master of business there and for thirty and forty years, taking on bureaucrats and Democrats and and uh, uh, you know people that put obstacles to any kind of business development, are you kidding me? And he kicked their butts. For him to say, for him to be played by these people, but it has to do with you know good intentions. People need to take out that movie. Mister Smith goes to Washington and watch it and watch it and remember it is not too late for the citizens the people who went out and voted because soon they're going to take away our right to vote and just decide it on their own like text in what you feel the control of america is what this is about and it's coming for our freedom not us to be vigilantes with guns in the street i don't condone that you know that i'm a totally a pacifist but i yeah. don't deny people's rights to defend themselves. I love the police. I think that Dr. Cassidy, now a couple interesting things about him that I always liked is that he was a physician, but he worked in a a public health hospital in Baton Rouge. And for our listeners that don't understand, Louisiana is one of the poorest states in the nation. And we always say something which is going to offend people. Thank God for Mississippi, because when we're not last, then there's Mississippi. And so we have real problems in our state that Republicans need to tackle. And when you, and I would, I saw Dr. Cassidy as a very compassionate, honest, truthful man. And there is no logic to why he voted that way. It isn't like a math problem, one plus one equals two. The facts were here. He saw them. He wasn't biased. That's not true. There were no facts to substantiate this at Absolutely. All. And you know
1: what, Michelle? This, this comes into play yesterday. I mentioned this yesterday uh, on the show. Cassidy was elected to represent the will of the people, not his own personal principles or views. He is there as a voice for Louisiana. Bill out of his own mouth said he didn't vote the way Louisianians wanted him to vote. He voted the way he wanted to vote. That's not, that's not why we sent him there. We sent him there to represent the will of his constituents. And that's us. And Bill, I, I have told you before, I'm telling you again, and, and, and man, we have we're we're still friends. But I am totally disappointed in what you said have done and your constituents, and we've shown it through the Republican committee uh, are very disappointed in what you have done. Wish you hadn't done it, but you did. And so we had to tell you about it. So there it is. And, uh, and, and unfortunately, you know what, Michelle, this is something that can't be taken back.
3: Well, there's a lot of conversations about it though, that need to take place. One about the representation, Everyone should know that that's what these men and women are there for, is to, as a voice, for all the body collectively. And sadly, even people on our side don't ever like to have conversations. I'm not above having a conversation with Bill Cassidy about why did he choose to do that? Oh, I want him! I want him on! Bring him on!
1: Bring Bill on the show! Bring Bill on the show! And and tell him this! Tell him this! We are not going to try and crucify him. It won't be. We won't be pitted again. I just want him to explain on the air, coast to coast, border to border, what was in his What? what, I'm not going to even ask it like that. But I am going to ask it like that. What were you thinking? What were you thinking?
3: Well, he should have said, I'm going to say no because I'm voting no, but my heart says yes because I think he's guilty, but voted no. Or said, my constituents want me to vote no, but I'm going against them because of my own conscience and voting yes. Yeah. But he didn't do that. And that's what he needs. You have to own things when you do them. There has to be a why. And well, definitely, we'll ask him that and understand why he's doing that. But sadly for you and I, we know him personally, but we can also see another agenda. We're not new or naive to the games of political enemies that even are within our own party. If there's nothing, if we learn nothing else about this election day, was that the leftists are not just in the Democrat Party. They leftists reach across the aisles to the Marxist elitist. And I don't mean just with money, because there's very many millionaire Trump supporters. That's a fact. But it's the people who join with the leftists that just want control, that they would trade away the American way of life and constitution just so that they can remain in control of the game. And you know how you know who they are? Look what's happening in D.C. If Bill Cassidy, Dr. Cassidy gets an appointment by this president, then we've already talked about it on this show to say that's why he did what he did. But regardless, we're going to hold him accountable today, tomorrow, the next day. We'll still be friends. Oh yeah, I'm not going to be opposed to be friends. He's a very nice person, but we're not going to be. We won't be played with. What was stolen from us, November third, was our innocence and our trust. And our trust
1: has been betrayed. And when you have things that happen like transpired with Senator Bill Cassidy of the great state of Louisiana, when you have it, it actually begins to reinforce the betrayal, and that we felt on that day. You see, Bill, and you see, Bill, you should know this. I know all doctors usually have these psychology, uh, these psychology classes. It works on the psyche of people when they are betrayed. And, and that's exactly the way the Republican Party of Louisiana feels uh, the constituents mm-hmm. that you represent of Louisiana. That's the way we feel. You've got to come on and talk about this and we'll be a fair forum for you to talk about it. And hey, there's nothing like a coming to Jesus meeting, Bill. People forgive folks who say I was wrong. So yeah, think about I it. I
3: agree with you. Well, and uh, sadly, a local city councilman decides to come out and say that bill cassidy was right and that he had courage and when you read so it's a a social media post so that you know that's not always the absolute truth but the ironic thing about that social media post the only people who like it are leftists and i refuse to call them liberals so just so you know (laughs) a liberal is not what you see here yeah, it's you and I are basically today. liberals. We're, we're, we're
1: liberals. You and I are liberals. More yeah, we're liberals. In the Jeffersonian, exactly. in the Jeffersonian, the in the Jeffersonian yes. uh, uh, aspect of it, you and I are classic liberals. And yes. uh, but the liberals that they uh, talk about, my friends at Freedom Works, we're liberals. Uh, you know, I mean, the classic liberals that that you go to FreedomWorks.org. Where Well, we don't
3: try to harness people and try to yeah. tell them what to, to hold them under water until yeah. they repent. You it's know?
1: A, yeah, it's in the name. Freedom Works. Be you. Be you and uh, be it here in America. Michelle, uh, stay with me through the break if you can. I want to talk to you on the other side of the break of how we may have thrown away a great opportunity. Looks like I want to talk to you also about a a man who may be both of our governor uh, here real soon. He's certainly going to be mine in not too many days hence, Ron DeSantis. I'm on with my uh, executive producer, uh, Michelle And uh, she and I have been doing this now for nearly, well, we've been doing it now for seven years. And uh, we have gone from there to here, seeming like in no time flat. But it has been seven years. I'm C.L. I'll be back with you after uh, these words. And, uh, hey, folks, if you don't get both hours of the C.L. Bryant Show, be sure to download free the C.L. Bryant Show app. Go to our website, theclbryanshow.com. And of course, uh, go to FreedomWorks uh, Facebook page, go to videos and look at all of the videos that we have done and put out. Many of mine are there. Uh, man, we are killing it over there. And uh, some of them are 50, 60, 100,000. I even have one for one point some million uh, views there on our FreedomWorks page. The largest grassroots organization in the nation. We boast six million activists on the ground. Become a part of the movement to build, mobilize, and educate the largest grassroots movement in the country. I'm CL. I'll be right back. It high our hearts are bowing cl back with you on the home stretch of the cl brian show here on this uh, wintry wonderland in my hometown of shreveport louisiana and more of it's on the way hey you know both of us uh, michelle my producer and i were scheduled to fly out. I was headed for West Virginia, and I think she was headed for somewhere, and um, somewhere it's warm and sunny. And both of our flights out of this town, our town, Shreveport, Louisiana, were canceled. And, of course, um, my flight would have put me in where I need to be much too late tomorrow uh, for me to... Take the reschedule, but anyway, uh, it's a winter wonderland, and more ice is on the way. Be prepared because power can fail in uh, times like these. Have those flashlights, uh, backup uh, things ready, so that you can have light. I'm thank God for gas stoves and fireplaces. <laughs> and so I have no worries whatsoever. I thank God for that. Back with me is my um executive producer in my strong right arm. And she knows that I shouldn't tell her that, but uh, she knows that I couldn't do much without her. And uh, you should tell folks that you appreciate them uh, when when you appreciate them. And I appreciate her, her friendship and her husband, Mark, uh, their friendship uh, to me uh, over these past years. So Michelle, yes, uh, Andrew Cuomo, let's, before we go to Trump and all of that, Andrew Cuomo, that's your boy, isn't it? That's, that's your boy, isn't it?
3: I have no words. I mean, i he's Italian from New York. Yeah. Um, yeah. And his yeah. dad was a terrible governor of that state. If you talk about corruption, you just mentioned it. And then his brother, and yet nobody says anything about it. Is he a narcissist?
1: Breaking. Is he the classic example of a narcissist?
3: I think his brother, the one who's on TV. Chris, um, yeah. Yeah, Chris. I think Chris is the one who's the narcissist. I mean he like so ser- he, he has like mirrors in his workout room <laughs> to stare at himself and smile. You know what I mean? Well you gotta and
1: have mirrors like, in the workout room now. You I know, I know, but he a little different.
3: He actually has mirrors at that fake set he made at home. <laughs> so he can look at his handsome self on TV. How do I look now? I'm not saying anything worthwhile, but how do I look doing it? Yeah, that's <laughs> such a classic leftist in America.
1: Oh, my. Yeah. Is that Well, is- let's
3: hope that – so, see how asking about the governor of New York and what he did, and us as a group of people need to bring these facts out and not wait for the national media to do the work for us. We have to relent and relent, kind of like they did with Watergate. I think they forgot how that works. Is that there was real corruption and you go after it? Well, we have to do that now. It is not just um, Cuomo, but the other governors that ordered the same thing are all leftist Democrat governors, and they had the same kind of results about the nursing homes and the fatalities.
1: Michelle, you have uh, pardon me, homeschooled um, you know children and pardon me, raised your children. Pardon me, folks, raised your children and um can you imagine what it would be like for a parent who did does have a child in public school or in private school but they they're not homeschooling them but that child can't go to school give us a woman's perspective on that perhaps even give us some insight into what a child may may think uh if if that were were you if that should happen Do, does america have any clue what type of stress that may have on a single unit family talk to us
3: well i think that i'm going to have a different opinion because i did homeschool by choice and i'm not the most well-educated person by any means it was a blast i would do it again a hundred times over things that i don't understand is that parents don't go to school board meetings don't serve at the school but then want to send their kids there all day to let someone else raise them and then complain about their behavior. Actually, I have seen in some of my friends that have children that go to school that are, you know, under 12 years old, I've seen a better attitude in their children since they've been homeschooled by their parents. Now, that's a personal opinion. The structure of we pay taxes to pay these teachers and we pay for these schools and yet we're doing nothing about it, and we're still paying the teachers to stay home, something is very wrong with this. Sadly, you only have people on one side or the other. But the conversation is, these are our tax dollars at work. How can you help me with my children? What I don't like is to think that these kids are sitting all day on a computer in virtual classrooms, because it doesn't take that long to get this work done. And kids need to be outside, in some of these states, you can't even go outside and do, you know, recreational activities. It's crazy.
1: It really is. It is absolutely insane. And I was talking about how there is a preparation. It seems to uh, put a state of mind or, or place our children in a state of mind where they are easier. Uh, it's easier to manipulate them, and uh, and then you have. What do you mean? Uh, While well, there are kids who are going to school who underst- who are not as clinically depressed. There are kids who are clinically depressed because of what these shutdowns that are going on. And in that state of mind, it is easier to manipulate the mind so of a clinically depressed individual. And you have people, you have parents who have lost their jobs. Can you imagine what's happening right. to people who had a Keystone Pipeline Keystone job Pipeline, show, I know. and all of a I, sudden I you either. don't have a job? My, What's happening to the children of those people? What's happening? Nobody's talking about it. Yeah. There is clinical depression that is actually being uh, set loose on a society. And I certainly believe that there is purpose behind the repression of work and the repression of free movement. They're trying to shut up people in Florida repress Uh, our
3: movement if you go to europe we see it all the time this is the sad thing is a lot of americans live in a bubble and the left perpetrates that bubble by controlling the media in every sense movies this that the other thing it's about our freedom but clinical depression i can understand when the dad and or mom the breadwinners lose their jobs that's going to be huge impact on the family Kids not going to school because of COVID, when we're paying the teachers anyway, we should get a rebate. Yeah. There's got to be, it isn't all one way. That's what they do in dictatorships. But that's not how it it is in America. Intelligent conversations. Well, they'll say, well, you can't do that to the teacher. Well, I'm sorry, I didn't do nothing to the teacher. I have kids at home. I need those resources here. Unless the teacher wants to help do something to change this outcome. Yeah but everybody else just sits around going no you owe it to me nobody owes anybody anything taxes were not even in the constitution yeah. so let's go there uh, yeah, no our founding fathers
1: be- got upset Over penny taxes. (laughs) They got upset over that.
3: Think of what they do today.
1: They would blow their mind. They would blow their minds what kind of taxes uh, we are paying. Michelle, uh, you hear Biden and you hear the Democrats talking about the science this, the science that, the science, the science. But the science says that it's okay for kids to go to school. But yet it appears that some school districts will not open again until September. And that's
3: because parents are not actively engaged. American citizens, parents, grandparents, actively engaged in the process. These school districts that choose not to open, it's the citizens in the district that tell them what to do. If you don't go to a school board meeting and you're not sitting at your, talking to your principal every day and the school board members, then you are a victim. Americans were never meant to be victims of the government. The government was supposed to be for and by the people. But when the people don't show up, Then they complain that the government has turned into a leftist, uh, you know, controlling entity. We have no one to blame but ourselves. The good news, CL, I know and believe that there are more people around this country that agree with us. Not just the 75 plus million that voted for my president, Donald Trump, but the rest of the people that thought that we were making and exaggerating. They can see with these executive orders they can see Dr. Fauci was one of their people. Now they don't agree with him. It's insanity, and people are waking up by the joes. People who have been silent all this time are reaching out all the time. How do I get involved? What can I do? So I'm actually optimistic. This has been a wake-up call. And you were talking about Ron DeSantis. And were you making jokes about him running for president no, or vice president? I, hey,
1: you know Ron and I go way back to when he first ran for uh, Congress there and uh, out of Florida, you know, I introduced him, uh, to a crowd of people there, Glenn, we was at a Glenn Beck event where I was speaking. Uh, and, uh, we were as freedom works was introducing Ron DeSantis, uh, to some people down there. We were through through behind him. And so I do believe that, uh, the president uh, has had pretty much his fill of, um, the presidency. I think he's ready to be a King maker now. And I think Ron DeSantis, will probably be uh, the heir apparent that Trump will uh, anoint. Uh, and so uh, that's just me right now. And I think there might be others, many others, actually.
3: Well, I like may that feel idea, the same though, way. because mm-hmm. the things that we've learned about politics mm-hmm. is being a president is a job, in case people forget that. Yeah. That's why Madonna can't just go be president tomorrow and have an executive experience. That's why a businessman is a good president because they have decision-making experience right. you delegate as president and you decision make right. now ron desantis as governor has been an excellent governor and a decision maker and had the grit you know who it reminds me of scott walker from wisconsin
1: oh yeah oh yeah he does remind you of scott walker not quite as liberal he's very good uh, dis- ron is very is very conservative conservative but he's very conservative but you know ron, how- was so- ron was a businessman yes. ron was a businessman uh before he became a congressman and so uh well even while he was a congressman and so uh he has the same Wasn't attributes. he in the
3: military too
1: uh i can't remember i can't remember if ron has a military background or not uh but i do know this he would be a very good heir apparent to the president yes, I and agree. i'd like to see him come i'd like to I'd, since i'll be living in florida primarily uh, i'd certainly like to have the governor's president
3: oh i I agree well i learned that Um, yeah yeah yeah, as a president a governor because they have executive experience and yeah and and the cool thing about it is i never feel like he's running for president sadly there's people in our acquaintance that every time they think of what to wear today it's because they're thinking of running for president in 2024 you know people rand paul i'm gonna say I don't want Rand Paul to be president, but what is interesting to me is, going back to reflecting on our seven years together, I never would have thought seven years ago that I would agree with Rand Paul the way that I do now. Yeah. It shocks me.
1: It's amazing uh, how libertarian ideas are beginning to reform themselves uh, now, and, and it's a perfect time for that to happen. Well, Michelle, I want to thank you so much for being on with me here today. It is always uh, good talking to you and bringing that perspective. I'm going to give you the last uh, few minutes of this segment to say what's on your mind. Go ahead and rant, woman.
3: Two things. Ron DeSantis was in the military. He uh, was a naval officer and he was a a jag and the navy so he's everything he's like if you were going to draw a person it's him and now what's going to happen is we have to clean up our party so that we all adhere to the platform of our party you know anybody who says well i'm a republican but i think like a democrat well then you ain't no republican and i'm not a narrow-minded person ceo but it's time that we all agree on what it means to be a republican and get with the program and uh, i think that we have a lot of good things to look forward to in the future and we need to focus on them if i have 10 seconds to ask you it's black history month how do you feel about black history month
1: well carter g woodson as you know uh the founder of black history uh month never intended for uh, this to be a national time of remembering and dredging up uh, past pains or anything. He just wanted a day where like St. Patrick's day or Knights of Columbus day or, you know, whatever, you know, it, we wanted it to be like that. And he felt as though black people should fit into the fabric of Americans of America, the same way as any other Americans have done, you know, Yom Kippur, whatever, you know, and, uh, but just celebrate it. But what we have done with black history month, is turned it into a national time for black folks to dredge up the pains of the past, not uh, necessarily to um, uh, embrace the uh, possibilities of the future. And so uh, if we are to have a Black History Day of a Black History Day, that'd be fantastic. Like like I just said, nights of Cl- like uh, Columbus Day or or St. Paddy's Day or whatever day it is. Uh, that's the way it should be done. And instead of us being mascots of the um, left, the way we have been, and for them to puff out their chest and say, see what well, this is what we do for, have done for, you know, these little mascots that we have here. Black folks, it's time for us to think differently and be transformed. Let's renew our minds. That's, that's all we should do. Thanks for asking, kid.
3: You're welcome. I think people need to hear that. Yeah. I think that that's a perspective. I, I always learn something when I ask you questions because there's conservative black Republicans that don't know the things that you do about it and that insight, that you're not mascots, but that the intention of this was not to separate us out in groups, but that you all would blend so that we... And I'm only second-generation American, so I, I don't have the no white privilege card, so I, I didn't even <laughs> call me white until lately. You know what I'm saying? I used to be, you know
1: so whatever but I tell- <laughs> oh my hey listen always good to talk to you take care of you take care of you take care of Mark tell the girls and uh, your son I said hello John I said hello and uh, I will um, be talking to you real soon I'll talk to you in the morning if not later yes
3: exactly okay, and uh,
1: if I see you first I won't see you bye, bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh so that uh, was Michelle and uh my Executive producer, and always good to hear a woman's perspective and and man, let me tell you something in these days and times it's good to get that right It's good to have that uh, type of perspective in these days and times because um, what's going on in our world now in our country now when it comes to gender. Oh, and I want you to hear me when it comes to gender. What's going on now in this country is actually an assault against womanhood. When I return, uh, I'm going to give you CL's take on... Why we as men, American men, need to pay pay close attention to what is going on with this transgender thing. Oh, we uh, have seen the attitudes and so forth that, of course, Christian people have toward Target and places like that. (laughs) I was turned on to Target. I really do like uh, to tell you the truth, but you know, they have a unisex, I guess you call it um, facilities. And so people that, you know, protested against them for that. But when I come back, I I want to talk to you men, especially men who have wives, girlfriends, daughters, uh, you know, I want to talk to you about this, this transgendered thing because there's something going on here that you as men need to address and stand in solidarity with women, especially women athletes with, but with women, with your daughters, with your wives, your sweethearts, your girlfriends. You need to stand in solidarity with them when it comes to this. And I'm going to talk to you about it when I return. This is the C.L. Bryant Show. Home stretch of the C.L. Bryant Show returns uh, after these brief words. Don't go anywhere. You thought I was worth saving.
0: So you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth leaving. So you cleaned me up inside. You thought I was to die for.
2: So you sacrificed. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio.
1: God bless America. I do the best I can. Always in a helping hand, and for the flag I stand. Home stretch of the C.L. Bryant Show today, and I want to thank all of you uh, for having come along with us on this great day in the USA. Uh, As I have been telling you throughout the day here in this winter wonderland in Louisiana. Yeah, a winter wonderland it is. In fact, I got to get out and uh, go driving. I have a studio here in my home that I'm uh, broadcasting from. uh, And I got to get out and go get... uh, something <laughs> because it, after tonight after tonight uh you may not be able to go anywhere and that's what i guess my flight uh, was canceled actually to tell you the truth i'm kind of glad uh that it was although i always look forward to getting out there and meeting uh you all and shaking hands of course i have the books with me and i, I always look forward to um to doing that but um uh, the actually the the roads uh here are treacherous and uh, so i'm going to be really careful in fact i'll go to the closest store that i can think of going to and and the closest market that i can think of going to without having to go all the way across town or something and folks it's it's it, i don't know like i said earlier in the show if 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 um it does this in May on Hutchinson Island, Florida, where I'm going. Um, I may have to write Al Gore an apology letter. <laughs> Although Scripture tells us very plainly, I think that's Genesis eight. While the earth remains, while the earth is here, sea time, harvest time, cold, heat, summer, winter, it'll always be doing what it's doing. That's the word of God. So, um, snow on the ground in Louisiana in the winter time. Uh, hey, it's winter. It could happen. It has, and Louisianians, more is on the way. So, I am going to venture out, and I am going to make sure that I. I'm ready in case the electricity happens to fail. And um, you know, always be prepared. I was a boy scout for a little while. <laughs> but then I don't know, I started wanting to be cool. <laughs> and want to start wanting to grow my hair out really long. I don't know what got into me, and I put aside the Boy Scouts, but I did learn this, and it has stuck with me all of my life. Be prepared. You know what? That drives you to being uh, successful, actually, because you do want to be prepared for everything you want to be prepared for uh taking care of uh, your home your home your wife your your family you want to be prepared to do that and you want to do what's necessary to prepare to do that and that's why i want to talk to you men right now about this you men need to hear me especially you men who are married you men who have uh, fiancées, wives, sweethearts, girlfriends, daughters, granddaughters—you want to hear me? You can believe it or not, and um, you can believe it or not. But there is a an actual movement. To make women actually, especially women athletes, third class citizens. But it it, it also affects all women because their motivation is to give men who feel like a, a, a girl, feel like a woman. they want to give them just because they feel like a woman equal access to everything feminine. Now listen, I want you to hear me, men. Your daughters are being assaulted in ways that you cannot possibly know. And you know that if you don't do something about it, it can be ramrodded right down the throats of America. It's going to be up to you, man, to stand in solidarity with women. And you stand with them and you tell uh, this uh, gendered movement, that no, you will you will not stand by and let women's sports become some type of travesty. Where well, you have a man out there running uh, shot putting against women, running the four forty relay against women. Well, you got a man. On a a basketball team with women. Yeah, I mean, you know, Chappelle's right. Uh, Hey, you, you let LeBron James come out. If this thing goes down, hey, listen, what would keep LeBron James from coming out saying he feels like a woman and he wants to be on the NBA, in the WNBA team where he will score 800 points a night? Why? And I don't care who you put on him. You can put the the toughest woman on him. LeBron is going to be the monster on that woman's team. (laughs) Are you kidding me? You men are going to have to say something. Listen, you got to stand up. You must stand in solidarity with women who are about to be made third class citizens if these socialists have their way. There's a reason why you men will do. What's necessary in Adam going all the way back to scripture, all the way back to the first man, the first woman? There's a reason why Adam was willing to do what he did, and that is because it was an emotional attachment that he had to her. You know, it was emotional attachment that he had to her and he would rather be in whatever situation that she was in with her than to be in his own situation without her and men when you think about the role that we have had and the uh type of um uh, attitudes that we have toward our our girls and you know toward our wives and, and and so forth. It's because of that emotional thing that happens with men and women. That is not something that would be common among a man and a transgender. I am not uh, calling for I am not calling for any hate or anything like that against transgenders. I am not. I am just stating the plain out common sense truth. You cannot change the chromosomal uh, makeup of a human being. You cannot do it. A man is a man is a man. I don't care what he thinks he is. He can think he's a he can think he's a German Shepherd, but a man is a man is a man, and a woman is a woman. I have nothing against uh, women being uh, whatever they want to be. But I think that when you talk about a man participating in a woman's sport, because when you talk about an NFL kicker, a woman who is an NFL kicker, I imagine that uh, there are some women who is just as good a kicker as, as, uh, as any NFL place kicker, field goal kicker. But I doubt seriously there's any woman, they're just not built this way, who could possibly be a fullback or a halfback or a tackle. There's no way they're just not built that way. They're women. But men, we're standing by and we're allowing the very essence of who we are as humans to be assaulted by those who want to fundamentally change not just America, but change the very fiber, the very core of our society. What are you going to do about it? you stand there and uh, you're not going to say anything. You're not you're not even going to say anything. Well, as for me, I'm going to fight this fight. And it's always good to know that there's someone else that might be in the fight with you. That might have an understanding with you. Or America Or are you going to bow down, kowtow, surrender to the very things that we have been fighting against for lo these many years now? I don't I refuse to believe. I refuse to believe. that we'll give it up and just surrender it. Well, I want to thank God for uh, this day, you know, and I want to thank him for bringing us to a close of yet another day. And I want to thank him for our men and women in uniform around the globe who They really do. They defend our right to speak our minds. And until I'm able to talk to you again, I'm CL, and my heartfelt desire is that God will bless and keep you all.
0: you